You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com I've invited you here to discuss something that's very important. We welcome you. Welcome back to Godzilla vs. Podcast Zero. I'm George. I'm Haley. And today is a really special, this is a special podcast. That's right. This is a podcast that you would say that we planned ahead months ago because we knew this new movie was coming out, new Godzilla movie. And what a fortuitous moment because uh, it happened during this podcast and that was not an accident. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We've been discussing this for months. Actually, we announced initially that we were going to do a Godzilla podcast in 2018. Yes. Yeah. And started doing groundwork and research and all this. And then we decided to do the reveal about a month or two out from the new movie. Yes. Yep. That was and that was your smart thinking, George. I was like, let's release it all right now. And you were like, patience, patience, little grasshopper. I don't think I can take all the credit, but that was that was kind of a plan for this podcast. And now here we are. We are. I am so excited because it's so rare for a Godzilla movie to come out. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Let let alone during the recording of this retrospective podcast yeah i mean amazing and i mean becoming less rare more frequent which is really exciting which is why everybody also make sure i mean i'm sure our fans that are listening have gone and seen it but if you haven't what are you doing press pause come back we're gonna do a lot of spoilers in this because we're gonna talk about the new movie Go see it. Come back. Press play. Spoiler. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, so. exactly. Our review is reviewers suck nuts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about the reviewers. So we're, obviously yeah. today we're talking about Godzilla, King of the Monsters, the yes. new Godzilla movie. We just saw it. Yeah. Not even an hour and a half ago. Not and even. This is, and Haley's already seen it twice. It just came out this I week. I did. Yeah. George, this was a real whirlwind of a week for me because it turns out people... People have been listening to this little podcast. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And so this this week, I got to go on to Screen Junkies, visit our friends at Screen Junkies to talk about it. And I also got to go on NPR's The Frame here in Los Angeles. And that's where I got to see an early press screening. So that was really cool. Hey, that is really cool. And... Oh, the audience! They love Thank it. Thank you. So, yeah, our own Haley Mancini from this, your very own Godzilla vs. Podcast Zero. That's right. On public radio talking about this. And it was a pretty long segment, by the way. Yeah, give me like, a, it was eight minutes, I looked, because yeah. he sent me the MP3 afterwards because so I could send it to my, my folks who are definitely not, not technologically oh, okay. yeah, able to go find it online and all uh, that stuff. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, can you give me an MP3? Well, we linked to it everywhere. And by the way, quick aside, I got tagged in some random post today on Twitter. Really? Some, yeah, someone thanked me for sending them a hand-knit pink sweater. <laughs> <laughs> was, nice old lady. And I, nice and, I just, you. and I just responded. And I said, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> of all things... For you, that is the definition of irony. The last thing I would have guessed, George, to send anybody is a, a pink sweater, much less a hand knit yeah. pink sweater. And it looked really cozy too, like you know, one of those like wool sweaters. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Well, I still took credit for it anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we did just see this movie and Haley second time, and we got a big group of people to go with us. Yeah, it was super fun. We had like probably about fifteen people. Uh huh. And uh, Josh from the the show, what? 
what uh, what episode did we have? Uh... We had Josh on for Megalon. That's right, Megalon. Yeah, yeah, Josh and, from Megalon. Episode. And he brought his daughter. Yeah, and it was the cutest thing. Her name is Katie. She's gonna come on another another episode because she's ten. And uh, so George and I both love this. Our our whole group pretty much loved this uh, unanimously. Void of pr- one person who said he wouldn't have liked it probably anyway because it's not his kind of film. And it was uh, uh, the first time first time he'd seen any monster movie. And oh like, right. Right, yeah, which so is that was, that's a weird that's jumping into an ice cold lake. It's kind of like it's kind of like picking up, um, you know, trying to find trying to like get into Friday the Thirteenth movies with like Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, that's <laughs> a like, really good point. Yeah, that's a great comparison. Too yeah. much, too much to explain. Too much back. Stuff. Yeah, he was like, yeah. I, I had no idea what was going on, and I was like, Yeah, I guess that would be the case. <laughs> but I mean, I I knew what was going on, and Josh's daughter, Katie came in I first of all she came in a shirt that matched George's shirt but with Mothra on it George's shirt has uh, Shin Godzilla on it that's right and the design of hers is clearly done by the same artist and uh, she had a little Mothra hat and she said Mothra is my favorite so then after the film I ran down to where they were and I said Katie what did you think and she said it was awesome and then she said she heard Mothra's music and she started crying and it made me choke up i was so happy yeah so i talked to her i talked to her afterwards and she was so sincerely just an earnest godzilla fan and specifically but specifically mothra and this hat that she wore had two little uh bulbs on the top Mm -hmm. that she painted Mm -hmm. with like sparkly blue to look like mothra and it looked pretty legit it looked looked legit yeah and she said it was part of a mothra costume and she said one of the most adorable things outside (laughs) said when I was younger, yep. Uh, when I was no, little, when, when I was little, little yeah. When I was yeah. little, yeah. <laughs> when I was little, yeah. We're like, like, and everybody kind of was like, was "Wait, like, hold on." Okay. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, but she is just a legit hardcore Mothra fan. I loved it. Yeah, she really to dre- is. To have dressed like Mothra for Halloween. Think about. Okay, so if you saw a little girl <laughs> dressed with like any kind of wings on the back, you assume fairy, you assume butterfly. You assume, no, she's Mothra. <laughs> yeah, the the yeah. monster from. Yeah. I just love that. And I loved that. I don't know. It was really cool seeing. I th- I'm sure some of our, our listeners out there, you guys took your kids. Uh, I, I'm sure you guys got to experience this, which we, we kind of got to experience secondhand, which is seeing the new generation picking up the baton and and falling in love with Godzilla. And it was so cool. It was just really cool. That made me so happy. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the Doc response yeah. to this movie. Because yes. critics, some of some critics have panned it. And those critics are idiots. Yeah. They're uh, bad people with cold hearts. Yeah. Bad people, <laughs> cold hearts, and bad taste. Yeah. Um, this Godzilla movie... Now... It did a lot of fan service. It and did I'll, and a I'll tell ton you, of fan yeah. service. We'll and, go through all those places. And, and for, for someone like Haley and I, to, to for people like us to lo- love this movie, yeah, it really says something because we are looking for something specific out of Godzilla movies, right. which is uh, giant battles, right? Yeah. Giant monsters, giant battles. Don't bullshit us. Don't hide the monster until the end of the nope. movie. Yeah. The, I like Godzilla well, movies when you see him in the opening shot. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, hey, I, I did you like the 2014? We, we both liked the 20. We saw yeah. it together. We both it, liked it. Was it was decent, but I, I, my criticism of that one was uh, Brian Cranston, I think, took away from the budget of the monster. Yeah, that's probably true. And I know why they cast him, because they were trying to bring in a larger audience. Right. You know, trying to legitimize Godzilla for the American market. But you don't need to. This is it. This is kind of how you do it. Yeah, this is it. And I and I agree. I, I also think 
I think what this film did well is okay. So to me, there's three different types of Godzilla films. There's there's the kind of a classic one where he's in the cold, like the 2014 one, which is like he's in the cold open. And there's big human story, and then he shows up the midpoint towards the end of the second act, and and then it's battle through the end. Uh, then then there's this one which is all-out monster battle the whole time, human stories, whatever, nobody gives a shit, enjoy. And then there's then you get your very rare Shin's, uh, Destroyas, 1954 Godzillas that are like, that make you stop and, and be like, oh man, humans are, have really screwed things up. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, I thought, yeah, I thought this one was just like a fucking great time a wild time and i thought doherty the director handled handled the fan service plus the translation of this huge franchise that is was never really that i mean it was successful in america but not like you know it didn't grow up with us the same way that like i don't know the avengers you just was like you know any of those marvel characters he had to introduce america to all of these monsters and lay groundwork for this new rebirth of the mythology under Monarch. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, he also had to hit a triple, which is great, and he did it. I thought, yeah, a lot of a lot of work. It's it's really difficult to try to tell this story, let alone for one monster, but you know, multiple monsters. In this in this movie, you saw four main monsters, and then mm-hmm. you saw the introduction or reintroduction of Ooh. several others. Mm-hmm. Plus, they reference up to seventeen monsters. Yeah, which I'm super excited I for. Am too. But there and there's one shot near the uh, beginning of the movie when when a bunch of people are um, you know having a protest and and they're trying to yes. say that the government should react and we Haley and I both noticed this but there was someone who held up a sign that says destroy all monsters. It was so great! It's those it little so details. Great. Yeah, it's those little details that make you uh, make you realize. Yeah, it's the Easter eggs and it's like it's it's you can tell that somebody who likes Godzilla. At some level, was was involved in this film as opposed to the 1998 yes. Godzilla. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That where they were like, let's let's actively hate it. Yeah, <laughs> let's yeah. treat this with hate and cynicism at every step. Was well, the 1998? Version. Now get the okay. Here's here's my take. All right. Now uh, imagine everything you like about yep. Godzilla. Okay. Changed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> also, it's like I think we were saying this with Betsy, but I can't remember if we ended up saying it on the podcast or just while chatting with her. But she she her episode uh, will be coming up for the uh, 1998 Godzilla. But it also doesn't even qualify for camp as a when you re, when you revisit it because it was treated by Roland Emmerich and Devlin with such an air of cynicism yeah. that like camp camp can only like things can only evolve into camp if you treat them with sincerity yeah, while like, you're making them. It's like trauma team movies. Okay, so there's the pre self awareness trauma team era right and the post self-awareness era now the pre-self-awareness era so trauma team uh, for those of you who might not know has done some notoriously classic cult movies b movies mm-hmm. um you know a lot of like campy movies like toxic avenger yes was one of their classics and that was like you know you could tell they made that movie in earnest and they were trying really yes. hard but then after they became aware of the the uh, why their, their movies were popular because they had this like campy following and then they try to lean into it a little bit too much with too much self-awareness, yes. trying to make a campy movie. It's the Heisenberg campiness principle. Exactly. <laughs> yep. It's a, if it's a, in a state of opposite, if it's being observed, yeah. it's not. It's not in, campy. Yeah, then or, it's not in its position anymore. The more, yeah, campy. the more you, the more aware you are, the less campy it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. And so there's something, there's something about 
that old, that 1998 one that's like it doesn't even evolve into delightful trash it just right. kind of sits staunchly at gross trash and i like this movie because it was done in earnest you know yes, it's very, very easy much, with a lot of love yeah with a yeah. lot of love and it's very easy to make a, a godzilla movie or monster movie and kind of wink wink and nod towards the camera Absolutely. and be like get a, get a load of the what well, you're telling me there's a giant monster outside yeah right get out of here uh, right yeah, it's very easy to do <laughs> stupid shit like that and uh you know ruin a movie but this was yeah it was done in earnest and and um i liked that the military was involved, but the military didn't take the focus. It wasn't... Thank God. Yes. Thank we, God. We didn't see a ton of, like, oh, let's try this thing against these monsters. Let's right. try that thing against the monsters. The military knew that they were playing second fiddle to the monsters. The monsters were kind of having right. a battle, and then humans were around. Right. And and that is something for the 2014 film that I was kind of like, oh, it was like the military guy was kind of yeah. our, main, our main dude. And I always like those... I always like about Godzilla films that it's this, you know, side, you know, person that probably shouldn't be involved in all of this that gets propelled into the center of it. That's always one of my favorite things. Yeah. Like the, the, the young scientists in Shin or the, in, in Godzilla raids again, the guys that like fly and help them fish that like used to be military, but they have to step back in and stuff. Yeah. I, I love yeah. that. I love Oh, that. I'm retired. Yeah. You know, another quick sidestep, too. That's what I... So, I finally saw Avengers Endgame, and that's what I didn't it, like. You finally, I finally saw, saw it? Yeah. <laughs> How long did that take you? Uh, we, like, over a month. month uh, wow. Finally. And I was I was just waiting until the, the fanfare died down so I sure. could see it. And, and, and what I didn't like about the movie is that we, you know, they set up a universe where by the fl- snap of a finger, half the universe can be extinguished, right? You right. got like this magic glove, this magic fucking, everything's insane. There's time travel and all the shit. And when uh, you have a character comes back and says, L- listen, I-, I think I have a way to solve this problem. Everyone is incredulous. Yeah. Like, can you yeah. just, you live in a universe where half of it got extinguished with a finger snap. Can you start <laughs> believing things? Give shit a chance. Yeah, yeah, right. Get out of time machine. Get out of here, fucko. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> and also, like, the way that they explain the time. It, there's some there's some shaky science yeah. on that, too. Which was also another reason that I was, t- like, tell- telling these critics loudly to my computer to go to hell <laughs> about about the Godzilla, about Godzilla. Was because about the Godzilla reviews because I'm like you guys gave listen I love Avengers and stuff too but the stuff they were complaining about in Godzilla I was like that's a, also a problem in many I think these people just couldn't get past that the monsters were the main characters yes, they didn't that, like that they just didn't like yes. that it wasn't the people I identify more with Godzilla than anyone in this movie absolutely and, and that's what you're supposed to I yes. think that Doherty meant for that and I've talked about this in the past with some friends and I said it, if, if I had like a genie lamp and I could forsake humanity for like in a in like before I you even finish the sentence I'm like yes I'll be Godzilla uh, yeah they're like but you'll forget all your friends and family I'm like yes I'm Godzilla care. gonna do it <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I uh, a good friend of ours, um, uh, Amber. Uh, yes. One time, I was talking to her about Godzilla, and she was she was she was kind of dim- really really um, uh, diminutive of my my fan my uh, love of Godzilla. And How she, dare? She, yeah, she Amber was like was? she was. <laughs> she was like, "What do you like about Godzilla?" She's like a speechwriter, by the way. Like, oh, I know. She's, now. She's, <laughs> she's brilliant. Yeah, she's brilliant. But she was like, she was like, "Well, what do you like about Godzilla? Those movies are dumb." I'm like, <gasps> and and I'm like, "No, no, they're not. There's a lot." Of, there's a lot going on. Like, well, what are what are, what's going on with the humans? I'm like, it's not about the humans. It's about not God, about the humans. About Godzilla. Not about. And the she's humans. like, well, what about Godzilla? Godzilla's not a real character. You can't. There's <gasps> no. There's no character depth. And I was. 
<laughs> you kidding me? What's fucking the- real? She, he's got a big tail that he whacks things with. <laughs> yeah. He's got l- big legs that he claws things with. Absolutely. He's got breath that he blows on things. He's a character. He can fly. He can destroy black holes. He's good or he's bad. He's the original anti-hero. So that's that's a character. Sorry. Yeah, Godzilla. Well, is- I mean, there's probably like you know Shakespeare. But yeah, like- <laughs> Godzilla, Godzilla is a, is like a chaotic neutral. Right. He is. He's he's he is uh, a force of nature. He can go which he can go good. He can go bad. With with the exception of in Godzilla, I think all out monster attack uh, is when he took kind of an antagonistic role. Yeah, yeah. and I love it. It's so great. Much. That's probably my favorite era of Godzilla. Yeah, I do. I do want Godzilla. Godzilla usually doesn't give a fuck about humans, and where they come mm-hmm. close to um, pissing me off in Godzilla movies is when. Humans become friends with Godzilla, and Godzilla starts recognizing. Yeah, like, no, Come on, this like, is not. That was my one there. The, the moment in the movie where he like gets close to them, and then is like, yeah. "I'm not going to." I was like, "I," but you know what? I will say, like, I'm not a fan of that. However, there are people that are fans of that, and I respect why that got in the film. They were doing a fan service for those fans. Yes. Um, I I would like more of the chomping on humans. Uh, no, I agree. I, I agree. I just think I think like there are those fans that have to be serviced in some degree. Yeah, I I mean I get it, but they did they did a pretty good job. There was they there did was, a great job. There were some yeah. really great shots. Now I'll tell you what. Um, the 2014 Godzilla I would have been disappointed with if it weren't for the finale, the final. Oh yeah, for sure. Right, and with this movie, I was already pretty excited and I, I was sold on it. Like. I liked the movie before it ended. Oh, and for sure. I, and I thought I had more of it, like, over the three-quarters mark of the movie, I thought, yeah, this is a pretty good mo- Godzilla movie. Yeah, I'm into pretty it. good. Yeah, um, not the best, not as good as Shin, but uh, no. def- definitely a decent Godzilla movie. And then came the finale. Woo-hoo! And I could, like, you know, I was just uh, celebrating in the, the theater. Whole thing. so fucking cool. I was so excited. When I went to the press screening, I went with... Uh, uh, John Raby from uh, KPCC, and he's like he's like a pretty subdued guy. He's like a really really nice guy, very quiet. And but then afterwards, uh, and I was going to go home right afterwards. And I, I after the interview, and I was like, I think I want to get a beer now. And he goes, Me too. I'm amped. And, and I was like, <laughs> Yes, that's it. That's exactly how I think that's what this one achieved. It's just it reminded you of like the good old summer blockbuster too. Like he kind of merged. He emerged several things with this film that I I don't know. I just keep thinking about how hard it must have been to helm this. And I said this on um, Screen Junkies, but I think the two hardest franchises to helm are Godzilla and Star Wars. And Godzilla, because it's coming from a different culture and it's the longest running film franchise. And the difference is between Godzilla and Star Wars fans is that Star Wars fans are so critical and Godzilla fans are pretty damn forgiving. (laughs) 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 We're like, whatever. Did monsters fight? Great. I'm good. I mean, this is a lineage of movie that has Jet Jaguar, (laughs) King Caesar, the smog monster. (laughs) Biollante, uh, Mecha Godzilla, Super Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, there's some real Ghidorah, wild ones. King in there. Ghidorah. Yeah, there's a, a an Anguirus. Um, there's so many just goofball monsters in the Godzilla universe, and that's what we want. And it, but really, I think the the um, the, uh, the 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 turning point is Son of Godzilla, because oh. when you have a franchise with Son of Godzilla yes. in it, and to- it's canon. Toho, yeah, Toho's it not is well accepted. <laughs> yeah, Manila's in the family, and that's what Godzilla fans like. We like the we like the 
the earnestness with the campiness. Yeah, we like that campiness. Yeah. And I think that the, he did some good uh, uh, tips towards that. So let's let's go through, George, and let's talk about what we felt uh, they did really well yeah. in it. Let's, let's kind of go through it. So oh, for, first of all, let's... I think a good place to start is with Scott Chambliss, the production designer, because he did an amazing job. Okay. Yeah. The The first thing that I noticed, my jaw dropped, um, was the initial reveal of Mothra. Oh, uh, this, amazing. The special effects in this movie were so well done. The CG was so so well Incredible. done. It looked really good. You felt like it was there was weight behind every... Uh, giant monster behind every scene. There, so Mothra's coming out of its cocoon, and and when you see it in the room with them, you feel like it's in the room with them. Yes, it's a it, you know CG's gotten pretty damn good. Yeah. In, this, in this movie, and they did, and I also felt that he did. Well, I guess he based a lot of those moments on um, famous masterpieces, like the masterworks, which like, you know, like Renaissance and stuff like that, which makes a lot of sense when you think about like Ghidorah against the sky with the cross in the front and all that stuff. And you're like, oh, that makes total sense. But I also thought that he did um, some really good work with Mothra, the way that she moved. Yes. What was kind of like had an, an inch of puppetry to it. Right. Which I fucking loved as as you know i i think that tactile practical effects are just superior no matter what because it gives us the chance to feel like we're there and and it gives us the chance to suspend our disbelief rather than being like i'm gonna gloss everything over and you're just gonna swallow it you know yeah so the the all the monsters had mocap actors behind them. Yep. And I met There was one of a them. head for each Ghidorah. That's right. A, or a person for each Ghidorah yeah. head. And I yeah. saw I saw somebody I saw a review headline that said the monsters were very human in this movie. Yeah. And I, I think not, you know, not not just a commentary on on how they acted but like, you know, the physicality of them. Yes. It did feel like, you know, you were seeing real people. Yeah, you still there. got that, like, the little suitmation tip. That, I, I thought yeah. we didn't lose it, which is so exciting. Because then, you know, maybe someday Godzilla, I'm, I'm sure someday Godzilla will evolve past that and move to a completely different way of moving or whatever. But in the meantime, we are in a bridge phase, for sure. Yeah. Where we need to feel the move and the transition from suitmation towards what will be whatever will be used in 50 years, you know? Yes, and it's clearly uh, they're getting to the point where they have figured out the best of both worlds. Yes. Yeah. And I love it. I loved it. And I lo- that's a that's a specific program you can use by the way for uh to make CG look a little puppety. Really? Yeah, yeah, cuz they use it for Muppet babies. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 And it works really really well. My yeah. uh Matt Danner who's going to come on the show to talk about Mothra, I think at some point is he he was one of the first people that was kind of using that on a regular basis. That's so cool. So cool. So I'll um, ask him about it. Let's also talk about some of the things that uh just off the top of my head that that I liked about the movie. Um I I really so I was afraid when I saw the Godzilla posters that they made really Godzilla really thick in this one. Oh like, man, like thick double C, dummy thick, and yeah. got, like those thighs, man. And I was afraid. I was Godzilla afraid. been doing squats. <laughs> well, he does swim a lot, you know, and that's he, good for every muscle in the body. He does, but like, <laughs> man, he looks like a coke can, like in the middle, like his chest area, looks like, like it's a, a coke can. Yeah, Orson like, Welles. Yeah, yeah, he's a big, Orson Wellsilla. <laughs> you could see him wearing suspenders. Uh, <laughs> Like he's a big boy, and I was afraid that they wouldn't be make him like you know svelte, like he was a little too uh, 
a little too thick. Too his chunky. Kung, yeah, his kung fu might might be a little bit slower or something. It's, he but, really really moved into the American Midwest. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when you see, here's what works about okay the design. Um, when you see him in full action, especially from the front, yes, his his neck is badass. Oh yeah, he's fucking. He looks swole. He looks swole. Well, I think he. Re- I I kind of like this design because. I felt like it was more reminiscent of a sumo wrestler, which I thought was good. I yeah. liked it. His, <laughs> I thought it was great. His yeah. facial actions, though, were phenomenal. They were so good. Yeah, it was something so in between good. something in between a dog and a superhero lizard, uh, which is <laughs> which <laughs> is really like, good description. Because <laughs> Godzilla, he did a lot of like uh, snorting and snarling. Yeah, yeah, but he also looked like you know righteous. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, and they leaned into. I think they did this like when when I heard the thing about using the masterpieces, I thought, oh, well, that makes so much sense because you know they keep referring to them as the titans and as in i'm assuming they're based in this on greek mythology uh because the titans came before the gods right and the gods uh they the gods buried them basically got rid of them yeah there was but there was titans there was like a hundred eyes a hundred heads all of that and uh prometheus was one of the titans he gave man fire and then they you know tied zeus tied prometheus to a rock and made an eagle eat his liver for a while yeah don't worry about it Uh, (laughs) but um but these titans were in essence like the war between the gods and the titans gods won and the titans were in effect buried in the earth so i think it's really cool that they did treat each of these monsters with a sense of personality because the titans were the ones that technically like gave birth to the gods and in that greek mythology they they should have personalities they should like i like that they pulled that because like mothra is like an angel in this they like yeah they they make mothra an angel mothra is very angelic in this rodan i kind of correct you know you may disagree with me on this one Haley, but i felt like rodan was kind of a redneck in this one like he was, <laughs> <laughs> like you can see him kick back like his the back of his head almost looked like a mullet i could see him kick back to miller <laughs> You know, like Rodan's the redneck uh, monster. Oh, no wonder I like him so much. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of he's kind of a goofball. Like you, un- you might want to underestimate him, but don't, right? Because he's smarter than he lets on. And they did do, by the way, speaking speaking of that, he's a little bit of a goofball. He also did do a rack focus. Did you see that one shot where it was a, like a weird rack focus on? On Rodan, that was like a nice shout out to like the seventies ones. To like, yeah, there were some really cool shots. In yeah, the, the big wide up. shots. Yeah, it was yeah, amazing stuff. Um, so we want. I should. We should also talk about the setup for what's going on in this movie. Um, it all happened basically in one scene. And Haley, this <laughs> yeah. is this is uh, you. You. I know you've seen this before. You were at the bathroom when this when this happened, but you know which one I'm talking about. It's <laughs> it's when the professor, like the scientist. The scientist lady. I, I don't know. The, the characters are very, it? yeah, very little. Oh yeah, I very, went to the bathroom intentionally the second time around because this part was so heavy handed. I was, was like, very, I can go pee now. Yeah, yeah. very <laughs> ham fisted. Um, she's she's basically setting up the entire plot of the movie, which is, you know. <laughs> So humans have really destroyed Earth, and we've you know overpopulation, and then it shows a shot of she like, like had made a PowerPoint. Yeah, it, <laughs> while she's while she's justifying because she she releases King Ghidorah, and everyone's like, "What the fuck? What are you doing, lady?" Do this. 
Yeah, in Antarctica, she hits this like very convenient switch with a whole bunch of like C four on this ice, this ice that was in, encapsulating King Ghidorah, and, or Monster Zero, mm-hmm. and uh, Ghidorah re- is released, and they're like, "What did you? What have you done? What what have you wrought upon us?" And she's trying to rationalize it. She right. said, "Well, you know, we got overpopulation. It's like a shot of Brazil, and it's like pollution, shot of some nuclear factories, yeah, and, and then like yeah. you know, and wars and poverty and blah blah blah." And she goes. Uh, humanity needs the monsters to to balance earth right and it is like such a like um nickelodeon argument yeah it totally <laughs> it's like thanos yeah i don't i jammed it in there i don't that was the part i i don't know i want to get into that more in a second because i want to go yeah. through get into that when we talk about what we didn't like about it okay because i have some big qualms with that in like the dialogue yeah and sure. stuff like that but on the, uh, but at least you know what I will say. At least uh, to turn that part into a positive, a little <laughs> for what it's worth, uh, they are setting up. Uh, uh, they're at least. I wonder if they got really heavy handed there because they're doing that monarch setup for all the future films. You mean just in terms of how much runway they had to tell one of these stories? Or yeah, the other? yeah, yeah. Maybe, but it was just—it was so really dumb. It was uh, really dumb. Like it's—they made like a very ham-fisted Malthusian prediction. Like, hey, we're running out of uh, resources, so let's get let the Godzilla's loose, and so yeah, let loose the juice. Yeah, and then you have the the eco terrorist. Yeah, uh, led by Tywin Lannister. Yeah, uh, Charles Dance is the guy, and he was the eco terrorist who was trying to help the scientist uh dr emma and she's played by vera for my formiga formiga vera formiga um and they're trying to help them release these monsters the titans the titans right to monarch has been keeping track of and keeping them asleep using a frequency and that's right then they wake them up with a frequency kind of alpha wave Yes. Yeah. They all respond to alphas. This is a uh, part of the movie that is like pretty yeah. vague for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty vague for Definitely you. Uh, they didn't does. describe anything. They didn't explain anything. But I think that's. I think they did that on purpose because they're like, shit. We got like King Kong versus Godzilla next, and yeah. like whatever we don't explain here. Like if we fucked anything up, we can always rectify it there. If we yeah. over explain now, there's no going back. No. Yeah. <laughs> like it's don't... all. They're developing canon. Yeah. It's way better. To, to under explain than over explain yeah uh, and that's what they've they've done in they this definitely movie did it in spades with a plum uh, <laughs> <laughs> in a class which in a, its own way was like also one of my favorite things i was like this is a classic it got to live. like i was like that was ca- that that shit was campy as fuck yeah i was like that's great also i, I didn't i almost didn't recognize her but this movie cast zong Yi. it was it was who i was thinking I of was. yeah zong Yi is uh you would not believe she's 40 years old she's 40 i 40 thought she was old. like 20 yeah maybe 20 that woman she does not age she's an amazing chinese actress and also the other chinese uh no he's not chinese japanese uh, ken watanabe ken very watanabe, famous yeah, yeah very famous uh, uh japanese baby, baby the movie yeah yeah well yeah, yeah baby the movie um and you also had uh, bradley whitford who who kind of looked like martin scorsese yeah kind of acted like, acted, he's like <laughs> i film martin everything scorsese. and i'm everything yeah which was weird i was like does that mean he said like everything twice when he was talking about that he films everything and i was like do you do you have like ba- cameras in the bathroom or something, yeah. dude? Like, so what's going on? Yeah, here? what's your subreddit creep? <laughs> <laughs> Pro- creep, probably. Yeah, yeah. R slash creep. Yeah. Uh, but then, uh, 
and then there's Millie Bobby Brown is there is is Vera Farmiga and Kyle Chandler's daughter, and she tries to fix things at Fenway for some reason. Yeah, at some point she ends up at Fenway Park, <laughs> and one of our friends who came to see this movie, the guy he'd never seen a Godzilla movie before. Yes. Uh, and bless him for trying. And I don't think yeah. this is the one to do it. Nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was very lost. He was so good. Uh, Our nicest friend, yeah, Matt Manson. Yeah, he's super sweet. Um, but he did notice that at Fenway Park, they call the, they the call home the, run wall. They call it the Green Monster. The Green Monster. Mm-hmm. And that was like something that I think, uh, I don't know if it's better that they didn't call it out or if they had. I think I would have liked it because I didn't pick yeah, that up. I think I would. You know what? And I didn't. The funny thing is, is I didn't think about it because I was just so waiting for the big showdown. But then as soon as he said, I worked on Lansdowne Street at a bar, which Lansdowne Street goes next to Fenway Park. So I worked in the shadow of the green monster for like two summers. And I don't know why I didn't yeah. put that together in my head, but it was a good call out by Matt. Yeah, yeah I think they should. Because they did. They made a lot of other dumb jokes right. that I would have been like, well, then that's it. We should do that. But then, yeah, that showdown at the end. I mean, for okay. So first of all, the the sh- what's her name again? Sh- Zhang Ziyi. Zhang Ziyi. Uh-huh. She's she has a twin. They they do the Mothra twins, which was great. A great little tip to it. I'm so glad they did it. Uh, and then uh, the showdown at the end was one bad motherfucker. Yeah, that was great. Also, oh they did a God. shin tip. Like they they really tipped to shin at the end there. You know when he gets becomes super radioactive and yes. he's going to blow up the whole city. Yeah, and then he turns red. He like turns red like Shin Godzilla. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh shit! Like Mothra powers him. Does like the last bit of powering him up. That's right. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was super fun to see. And I also um. You know, Mothra was a real. She was the breakaway of this. Yeah, Mothra was really cool. Uh, Rodan was cool. King Ghidorah. I mean, let's talk about King Ghidorah. So when you see King Ghidorah come out, like he is pale first. Yeah, he does not disappoint. No, Everything no, no, no. about King Ghidorah, Monster Zero, <sighs> is badass. Yeah, he looks mean as hell. All three of his heads and his faces. Yeah, and they all have different personalities too. I feel. Oh like, yeah, they did. They were like nipping at each the, other. Yeah, they're nipping each other. They can't cooperate a lot of times. Yeah. sometimes. But then when they do, they're just an unstoppable force. And every time you saw Monster Zero, he was engulfed in a cloud of sto- like a lightning storm. Yeah, like he he moved. I thought that was such a dope choice. Yeah, he moves in a Category Six hurricane. That's yeah. what they said. A Category Six, like it breaks. The yeah, category. it is. It is bonkers. Oh, Godzilla versus a uh, Destroya. Uh, mm-hmm. Destroy. That's that's where um that's what I got a very heavy feeling from near the end of this movie when yes. Godzilla was kind of like dying, know, dying exactly because that's what they did that happened in Godzilla versus yes, Destroya. Absolutely, yeah, near the end, and Godzilla kind of uh, broke down in exactly the same way. Like start, you know, yeah. he started like oozing heat and, and lava from his chest and his absolutely. body. Absolutely, yeah, I loved it. I thought I thought Doherty honored every evolution of Godzilla. I thought, oh, use the score. Used the yes. score. Oh, that was, was so such good. a great choice. Thank God. Uh, you can't I, perfect it. You, you can't it, get better than that. Right. And what a good choice to say, I can't do that. To just say that yeah. and not try to come up with something fucking stupid and say, just if it ain't broke don't fix it you know <laughs> like i will say there's there's like a popular movie franchise that i wish they would redo the score and it's i know it's, i'm in the minority in this but superman uh never liked the classic oh superman yeah name. it's just uh, a little bit too it's a little bit too gauche it's too yeah it's a it's very trumpet yeah it's, it's very uh trumpet. <laughs> it's like it's like 
oh, am I seeing the Olympics now? Yeah. <laughs> so. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> oh, my God. It really is. Yeah. But yeah, the Godzilla theme is like... It's classic. Oh, man. It's just booming. Yeah. And it feels like Godzilla's in your ears. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's just so good. And then they do the really good use of the... Oh, you like that? I love that. So I thought that might be controversial with Godzilla fans. Uh, chime in in the comments and you know oh, okay, uh, on Twitter yeah. or whatever. I want to know what you guys think because as Godzilla... That charges up his fire breath it makes kind of a yeah like Haley was just doing that womp womp sound effect I think I think I enjoyed it for this movie but I don't think I would like to see that as a permanent fixture oh I don't think it will be I I I didn't get that feel I felt like it was much more that it was like because he was kind of evolving through the movie so I kind of felt like that's what what that was yeah now what did you think about okay so I feel like that's kind of everything we really liked about it, right? Yes. There's lots of tips. There's lots of fan service. There's probably something I'm forgetting I'll come back around to. But uh, then questions. Uh, what did you think about his underwater, under the sea layer? And, oh. and the using the nukes. I did like the deoxygenator. <laughs> yeah. I thought using that was great. We had a friend uh, point out that, so they tried to use the deoxygenator yeah. bomb on Godzilla. Well, they tried to use it on Ghidorah, too. On Ghidorah, yeah. supposed to take out both, both of, of them. them. Yeah, and it fucks up Godzilla. Uh, it just as Godzilla had taken off one of Ghidorah's heads, mm-hmm. and it was so cool, because mm-hmm. he comes up, and I'm like, whoa, this is pretty fucking gory that's like yeah, awesome was fucking nuts yeah oh that's what that i also like the deox that they use the deoxygenator and yes. that was from space yes that was it. that was those, very, were, those were my yeah. last two points and Go when, ahead. yeah when they when they had the revelation that Ghidorah was from space Haley and i both looked at each other because we like, know yeah! that's a like deep cut monster zero Hell, shit yes like, there's a chance in this universe we could see planet x Fuck and they yeah. add those exact same aliens. i want to see those aliens and i hope they have changed nothing about their costume yep Yep, say it, yeah. They are from the future, and we still haven't evolved to that point. God, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I hope they wear their little little hairband eyeglasses. You know, I can do some shopping, Haley, before this podcast is over. I think I might change my wardrobe to uh, future. Future alien from from SpaceX. Uh, For me, I always just figured the future would be the same, but with capes. Oh. Yeah, if my Godzilla my Godzilla film would be that if there was futuristic aliens they dress like you or me. <laughs> they don't even have spaceships, they just wear capes. So like <laughs> so like the past. Although, I mean, Star Wars kind of kind of did that. Yeah, too, pretty right? much. Yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It's so true. But uh yeah, I thought that this, this underwater cave where Godzilla recharged. I thought that was right. pretty good and I thought that to me this was much more this stood out very clearly clearly to me as a monarch building thing for towards Kong and stuff because they go under yeah. this like underwater Atlantis type thing and it's you know because Kong is all you know natives talking to an older spirit like da 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 and I kind of felt like okay they're doing the Titans thing they're gonna have to do this Kong versus Godzilla thing soon I bet that's why this is here I would have liked instead of monarch. You know, this is one thing I would have liked them to have just kept, which is the UN Godzilla Command Center. Yes! UNGCC, that's the organization. It's easy peasy, baby. Yeah, and and it's already, it's pre-existing. This is a post-Godzilla world, so they already know there's this threat. So why not just go with the UNGCC instead of uh, Monarch, like whatever Yeah, I don't know. Uh, So the underwater lair, they found this, um, that Godzilla has a recharging station, which is this ancient underground lair and kind of a... Kind of like Atlantis. A hollow earth Atlantis type thing. thing. They didn't explain it very well. They didn't say that it was at the center of the earth, but kind of did. 
Yeah, the temple looked really cool. It's from Zootopia. It's Zootopia. Hair Megalon comes Harry Dad. Yeah. Harry Dad King. Uh, so you go down into this like weird Zootopian underground Atlantis type thing with a bunch of uh, it's an ancient civilization, which I thought was really cool because they they um they did it so well. The the underwater effects yeah, looked really good. really good. There was a bunch of like ancient temples and statues and stuff down there, and I'm like, this is a really cool place. I want to explore. I want to. I wanted the yeah. movie to spend a little bit more time there, and it immediately gets destroyed. <laughs> yes, it totally does. <laughs> oh, immediately my- gets blown the fuck up. <laughs> blow the fuck up. It's a cool. Thing. Can you just wait five fucking minutes? You just made this giant underground civilization. Can you just wait? Can we breathe in this world for can five fucking minutes? Take a couple fucking pictures. We've yeah. never seen this place before, can but we, we're about to nuke it. Yeah. Can we cut to like a fucking C plot for five minutes? Can we come back to this? Ken Watanabe goes down and he, because the radiation is crazy powerful going yeah. to where Godzilla's lair is, and, he, and there's like, they're going to have to manually put that nuke in there. And Ken Watanabe volunteers to do this now i know that some people were like ah oh, geez okay for me i really thought that it was a great choice because i i thought to me this was reminiscent of the fukushima disaster yeah. where they yeah like i where they had the uh, the older uh generation uh went to go clean it up they wouldn't let the younger generation do it because they knew that they would get irradiated which is like a very powerful and a devastating thing to think about but I can see why Americans would be like, what the fuck? Who cares? Because we haven't been exposed to that. Um, so-, <laughs> so I did notice two things tonally that were off in this movie. And it's the only criticism I'll have of the story or mm-hmm. the setup because I don't care. I went to this movie to see giant monsters punch each other with their faces. And I got that. Yes. But if I was to criticize the story, it would be this. That tonally, in the Japanese Godzilla films, nukes are always treated with uh you know with weight there's a, a heaviness with them yeah there's a res- they're treated with oh a, he- a heavy respect a heavy respect and because it comes at a cost and yeah. this and and it's almost always bad because that's what bore godzilla this like you know giant monster that's that ravaged tokyo right but in this movie nukes were treated like a solution n- more than yep. once yeah so the ken watanabe scene when he took the nuke downstairs you know uh, to godzilla's lair that was going to revitalize godzilla yep. and that was going to be the savior yeah, the for humanity or killed him and then they had to bring him back with nukes which yep so I twice mean, in this how movie. is it not a solution for america that's right yeah so <laughs> so the american version the american storytelling oh, is like nukes are the answer nukes but the are japanese the one it's like, like nukes are not the answer because Shin godzilla when they nuked godzilla he got hella more pissed and way more powerful and took out Tokyo like in a second. Yeah, yep. it was just you saw like literally an A to C from like dropping the nuke to destroying Tokyo. Absolutely. And Godzilla was just the middleman translating the power and energy <laughs> yep. of that nuke to destroy Tokyo. Exactly. But in the American ones, like we well, need the nuke to nuke yeah. out. Here, boy, here, eat this, eat this nuke bomb. Yeah, nuke, <laughs> nuke it more, baby. Yeah. Well, and that's an interesting point because it, it reminds me of. Um, what you and I were discussing the other day about how in the, America always loves to have the military be the solution and the Japanese and in a lot of Eastern films like to have the scientists be the solution. Yeah. Like America loves having our our mad scientist that, you know, has gone too far and they need to be put back in their place because we have the whole original sin thing. And a lot of the Eastern religions and philosophies don't have that original eating, you know, taking a bite out of the apple sort of thing. So there's always a way that you can think 
you can always think forward to the next solution. And for us, it's like, put it back in. Bow in the box. Uh, Bomb it. Have we tried nukes? Uh, Yes, we tried that. Didn't work. That's actually what caused Godzilla. What about more More nukes? nukes? (laughs) Remember, like, the 1998 Godzilla, like, they they end up killing Godzilla by using an underwater torpedo instead of, like, bombs on the surface didn't work, but then they... Tor- torpedo yeah. and it's, it's like very it's like, weird man, it's so american the american version of godzilla movies like you cannot cram more nukes into this thing like it's I like know. they're bombing them on him they're shooting them at him they're underwater torpedoing him and then in this movie they're gingerly carrying a nuke and they're like how can we do it differently <laughs> we'll roll it to him and, and blow it across the floor let's post made him a nuke yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah. yep yeah, definitely. Uh, but back to the monsters. They really are the star of the show. And that's what I think fans of Godzilla, which is which is what we, I think, represent. Yep. Uh, is, <laughs> I would hope, it, are really going to enjoy this movie because they are the star of this movie. You're going to get 70% monsters, yep. 30% humans, and the humans are whatever. Yeah, they're I, whatever. You don't really feel. And, and oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to say I felt almost nothing about any human in this movie, except I didn't, I, I particularly didn't like the... Uh, Eco terrorist. I'm like, yeah, I thought that whole thing was whatever. <laughs> I was like, this is uh, my my ideal human story. I being very happy with all the monsters, so then therefore being happy with seventy percent of the film. My take on what I would have loved to see out of the plot line would have been to center it on the twins. Yeah. On the Mothra twins. Yes. And what I would have done is had the Titans all be rising up and, Mo- and Monarch did something. I don't know about I think Eco Terrace is kind of just, I don't know that I would have done that at all. But somebody's doing that, some nefarious, selfishly driven thing. And they are, now that they're free and they're going b- bananas and are uncontrolled, Ghidorah is running everything and he beats Godzilla. These two girls are these twins, twin scientists, and they've been estranged. And they're not getting along. Right. And for the coup de grace, for Godzilla to truly beat Ghidorah, they need to activate Mothra. So they need to repair their relationship, come together, raise Mothra out, and and then she goes and helps. That, to me, would have been the ideal human story. Because it's just, it's simpler. It's simpler. And it's about, you know, like, uh, siblings fixing something instead of this old ex husband ex what and and the eco like there was a lot of layers that i don't necessarily think were necessary and something as simple as well the mothra twins everybody knows the mothra twins even big fan or non-fans kind of know who that is yeah but also people understand estranged siblings that could do something together it could have been so cool to have the two sisters like one's a researcher in japan one's a researcher in america one's a godzilla researcher and they have conflicting beliefs on these giant titans they find like you said they come together uh but at the end, the the parallel in the monster fight, you would see Mothra and Godzilla team up when the sisters team up. Yes, see, that would have been a perfect and, parallel. And and thank you, George. Thank you. Well, because I do think the the do I do think the one thing that I would have liked to see more from this film, and maybe would like to see more from all of these films going forward, is that the monsters are reflective of a human 
uh, uh, you know, of something going on with with the humans that feels very satisfying yeah. to uh, to watch, which I think is really why we always come back to Shin and why we come back to some other ones that you know. I think even Monster Zero is really satisfying with uh, you know the alien turning and helping you know, yeah. and so I would have I think that would have been amazing for them to lean into. However, I understand that. <laughs> Potentially out of necessity that they were like, okay, it's going to have to be like a bunch of white lead actor stars that we know. And the Mother Twins must be an Asian woman. And, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean... Like, the, if if the twins always looked kind of like Jennifer Lawrence, maybe that would have been the step of the plot line. <laughs> I don't know, you know? The casting of almost every modern blockbuster, I think you're going forward, you're always going to see service done towards every nation. Absolutely. Uh, so that you have, like, a very famous Indian star, and uh, you have a very famous South Korean star. For sure. Because it's going to be... We're marketing. hitting that turning point, for sure. Yeah. I think we've already hit it, probably. This movie did a pretty good job of that. I, I think the casting was pretty decent. Um, yeah. You know, I wasn't crazy about some of the characters, but again, I wasn't crazy about any of the characters. Don't care about humans. Um, yeah, there you I'm go. I'm not just talking about Godzilla. Exactly. That's always, <laughs> it's a bonus. When the human story is great, that's a bonus. That's right. Not a necessity. No. Which, again, Again, comes back to our original point, critics can go to hell. They don't understand <laughs> no. what it is that, that people are going to these movies for. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they when they say that they're criticizing, like all the criticism is accurate, but all the things they're saying that they didn't like about this movie are as, uh, precisely and inversely the reasons I liked this Absolutely. movie. Absolutely. <laughs> like, when also when you're picking apart, again, like the stuff that they're picking apart, that's 30% of the movie. Yeah. So that's not enough to tell people to not go to that movie. No. The set was a seventy percent was worth going to the movie. Se- yeah, seventy yeah. percent. Uh, yeah, that's that's and the seventy percent was great. Um, I ran into Jason Lyles last year at Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played King Ghidorah in this movie. Oh he, yeah, yeah he did we the played one of the yeah one of the heads. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, it was very cool. We're trying to get him on this podcast at some point. That'd be really cool. That would be awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was a this was a really really fun movie. Uh, Rodan uh, Rodan's yes. reveal was oh, un- the unexpected. Yeah, it was unnecessarily good. Oh, it, it didn't so need good. to be so good. And Rodan um, had this really cool chase scene. It yes. was like imagine a chase scene with cars, except it's with jets and a giant pterodactyl oh, chasing so you. Cool. And and the upgrade on his design, where he basically always has lava kind of coming yes. out of his wings. That so was cool. so fucking sick. And yeah. as you know, Rodan's my favorite. So I was like. Holy shit. And yeah, and the chasing, and then he has two sky battles, one with Ghidorah, one with Mothra. Mothra fucking gets pinned against a building and then stabs him in the wing and torso connector kind of, like kind of heart thing. Area, yeah. Heart area, but he's obviously okay after that. He's got a lava heart, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's got a lava heart. Yeah. He's got a lava love. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Wait a second. No, the the audience has to try... <laughs> George, <they're booing> you. <laughs> <laughs> that happens uh, <laughs> uh yeah this movie we just both had a lot of fun we really did and honestly like I, this was i i actually have to say like even though I, it was picking apart some of the human story stuff uh because that is our nature that's we are kind of critics in our own way i really enjoyed it the second time around even more and actually like the story stuff i actually thought it was good that they were heavy-handed second time around i was like oh great good yeah that's just a good reminder of like i get it all 
And so that's that's the only way you can do 70% monsters. Yeah. Like, I have to be super clear in this 30%. In order for a Godzilla movie, I think, to work, because it's such an absurd premise that you have a giant monster right. attacking, ravaging cities. And that's your main character. Yes. I think the that you need the plot in a lot of these movies and the setup to be paper thin. You need yes. it to be... Like, you know, the the namesake of this podcast, Godzilla vs. Monster Zero. I think Haley and I love that so much because the the setup is very much like, okay, here's the problem that we have. Yep. Here's the solution that we think that's going to happen, mm-hmm. and then there's the twist in this in the story in the plot. But it's like very, um, you know, it's it's not very deep, but no. it's also very like digestible, and it's a perfect. Uh, scaffold for the monsters. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, that's the, all you need. You the, just need to get enough to get them in one place. Yeah, as, <laughs> as as few, as little character development as we had in this movie, I think the, my one note would be we need less. Uh, yeah, <laughs> even absolutely. even less. There you go. Well, that's why I, that's why I pitched the twins because then you really only have two main that's, characters. Yeah, that's cool. They're already siblings so that you don't have to establish much more about them. It's like, obviously, they're twin sisters. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, I think, I think going forward, yes, fewer characters. Yeah. Because <laughs> then you just have less that you have to fucking service and you can just enjoy the shit out of it. I would have loved to see something, you know, some, some, uh, something they could have done in South America. Where did Rodan come from? Or was that He's in, Chile? Isla, Isla Brazil? De Mar. It was, uh, no, it was Mexico. Oh, it was in Mexico. Okay, so what if they had, you know, some researcher in Mexico who, uh, you know, or at least I think it was Mexico, wasn't it? I don't know. They had a giant cross on a hill somewhere. I thought it, it... but it wasn't. No, no, no. But they, I think that was just a thing that they had. But it wasn't like in Brazil because the map was like you could see Cuba in the picture. That's right. Yeah. So some somewhere in South America. Yeah. Um, so, central. Yeah. Central South. Yeah. Um, if they had like some researcher in Mexico who was trying to analyze some weird radio signals he got again yeah. playing, paying a little bit more uh giving another nod to this to the monster zero being alien yes and being like yeah this is weird this and then is so odd it I landed think. in Antarct- antarctica instead of just going there and we've already captured him not explaining anything i would have loved that actually i would have loved if Dieter, yeah. that was my other option for another storyline would have been that the several different countries uh, each one uses one of the kaiju is able to co-opt. Yes, the, that was the, really cool. Yeah, yeah. The, if they if they could co-opt the mental frequencies of each of the kaiju and use them to battle each other, and then then King Ghidorah it's comes to comes to Earth and starts taking them all out, and then Godzilla is the only one that can stop him. I mean, I also would have loved that because then it's also reminiscent of human folly again where it's like well what would happen if we had kaijus we're such fucking psychopaths we try to control them and then use them to take each other out so who's the real monster and i think that would have been another thing that we could have yeah that was a really cool um take you had Haley in the the theater i wonder if they for marketing purposes if they avoid doing things like that because some country inevitably has to be a loser yeah i know i was thinking about that too yeah so so who who gets yeah well rodan you know got his ass kicked or mothra's gone i guess we wiped out you know yeah. whatever king Ghidorah. sorry china like exactly yeah yeah I do wonder <laughs> which is usually that. um i think in some movies has been representative of china right king Ghidorah. yeah oh yeah yeah that's yeah. where that's where he was developed from yeah. was china and yeah. then rodan was soviet union yeah oh that's and right Mothra's yeah. protector of the earth yeah and so i mean but yeah it could have even been terrorist groups from each country too like if they wanted yeah. to abstract it a little bit but i would have loved that too like but but that's all all said and done uh those are my fanfics and he did his fanfic <laughs> in <laughs> essence we watched doherty's fanfic which was a great one 
Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, I recommend going to see this movie. Not It's not going to be one that's probably going to get um, new Godzilla people on board. It's not like a movie that's that I would I introduce the series to. Oh, yeah. I don't know that I would either, but I am seeing a lot of posts online where somebody said they'd never seen one and they really enjoyed it. Oh, good. Okay. So so I have to say that I think Manser might be our exception to the rule, our buddy okay. that that said he wasn't so sure about so it. That's, that's who as the other. I want to hear from you. If you yes. took Tell your us. friend or family to see this and they a hadn't newbie. seen yeah, a newbie to Godzilla, if they enjoyed it. If you took your J, what's their J take? Yeah, what's their <laughs> J take? And specifically, I want to know if they didn't or if they did, what it was they didn't like about it, what it was they did. Uh, because I think that, that uh, Godzilla is just not going to appeal to everyone's sensibility at the end of the day. Uh, oh, agreed. Because, you know, again, like some people have bad taste, but um, <laughs> damn straight, we just can't adjust that about them. They can't, they can't stand for a lead to not be a boring ass human. Yeah, um, the human drama to me is much less exciting exactly. than the monster drama. I, I thought, by the way, George. Uh, so people do do let us know about your friend that you took, uh, friends that you took that hadn't gone. But George, you you said something once to me that I I think about and I love is that the. Uh, uh, the main characters in these films don't speak any language. Yeah. So, yeah, the humans are really there to just move them along, use their language to move them along. I thought that was just a really great way to, to sum it up. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, well, Take um, that to the bank. Uh, we should also mention, we don't have a J-Take this week, but we do have, because yes. we recorded this literally just fresh off of Yeah, we just it. went home and recorded it. But you know what? Maybe we'll, I, I, you know, I might retract this, because if Jay sees it this weekend, I'll just Oh, if play we get this. it, we'll yeah, play it? Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, but I do have, we were finally starting to get some voicemails. We're getting voicemails? That's right, for the podcast. I got a couple. So exciting. Yeah, this one referenced uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 and uh, Godzilla Kaiju. Yeah, listen to this. Hi, Haley and George. I love Godzilla vs. Podcast Zero. You guys have such a pure enthusiasm for the subject matter that it's really enjoyable to listen, even though I don't know as much about Godzilla as I would like to, which, of course, is why I'm checking out your podcast. Most of my kaiju experience comes from watching a show called Spectre Man when I was a kid. Yeah. So with the exception of, like, Mothra and Mechagodzilla, I can't really visualize what's happening when you describe the monster battles. I know Podcast Zero is supposed to be a little MST3000 inspired, but maybe in the future you can give a baseball card description of the kaiju so it's easier to imagine what's going on if you're talking about a film I haven't seen. Keep up the great work. Hey, you know what? That's a good That's note. Such yeah, a good idea. Yeah, we should. We you know, genius. We sometimes, as as huge hardcore Godzilla fans, kind of take for granted that we know so much about every monster. Yeah, we're making assumptions. Which yeah, it's an ass out of you and me. Yeah. Well, I feel like uh, I gave a pretty good description of Rodan, Redneck, um, <laughs> yeah, Redneck. <laughs> Angelic, Mothra, uh, Godzilla's a thick boy, and then King Ghidorah is just a badass all around. Three-headed dragon motherfucker. Yeah, so cool. Yeah, well, uh, we will definitely giant. do that going forward. Yeah. Uh, that's such a great, great feedback. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. And here's one more. Uh, this one's about Shin Godzilla that we recorded recently with Heather Ann Campbell. Listen to this. Just finished listening to the latest episode of Godzilla vs. Podcast Zero and smoked a bowl and Excellent. drank me some stuff. So I think I am primed and ready to comment. I as well loved the movie when I saw it. I thought it was amazing. Uh, my only uh, real hang-up was is they did this extreme redesign of the, the monster of Godzilla, like an extreme, like, oh, my God, that thing looked freaky AF. 
however, the roar. Um, as much as I love all the roars, I think if you're going to go through that much effort to redesign the look of the character, maybe you should come up with a new roar. Mm. Um, but yeah, keep the uh, Godzilla vs. Podcast serial coming. I look forward to when you do the OG number 54. Um and King of the Monsters as well, uh, which I consider a completely different completely different film altogether. Uh, I'd really love to hear your take on that. Anyhow, bye. Fuck Nazis and fuck whales. <laughs> Very cool. Thank you for the voicemail. Uh, yeah, cool so, voice too. Yeah. So I didn't like the roar from Shin Godzilla, but uh, we should point out if you guys want to. Leave a voicemail. The phone number is on madcastmedia.com. If you mm-hmm. click on Godzilla versus Podcast Zero, the mm-hmm. phone number is listed at the bottom of every single episode. You can call in and leave a comment, and we'll play it on a future episode. And also, uh, we should also mention that we've been getting some fan art. Oh, such amazing fan art from our buddy Thomas Perkins. Yes. Who is, by the way, so we're like, this guy is sending us these amazing takes on the uh, the kaiju that's you know dreamed up by our guests. Yeah. And uh, he's I've I've now since looked him up, and uh, we're Facebook friends now. And he's an Emmy award winning artist. Wow! Yeah, so I was like, I oh, mean, well, I guess that makes sense because everything he draws is so good. It is so good and so polished. It's like ready. It's not even storyboard ready. It's like production ready. It's production. I know. I'm you like, make oh, this an action this make a show. I guess yeah. out of all of these characters, and he's gone through <laughs> basically all the monster the the monsters that our guests have described. Anwidra. The Anwidra. Yeah, oh, so good. Good and today. Heather, Heather, Heather Campbell's uh, monster, the monolith, the, the monolith. Yeah. yeah, suicide monolith. Oh my gosh, they're all so good. So thank you so much, Thomas. And also, you know, and and let us extend that out to you, other guys, everybody else out there. That if you want to try your hand at it, you know, I we're not all Thomases. Thomas is like we said, award winning, incredible. Yeah. <laughs> um, but take your spin at it, man. Like this is so. I, I, it was really just fun and inspiring to see what he drew. Uh, it makes me want to draw some too. So oh, yeah. yeah, so much fun. And any. Uh, really any kind of fan art because we had some a mm-hmm. while back too yeah um, just any oh, kind of really little... that was so great yeah, yeah very cool stuff but yeah keep those coming keep the voicemails coming we really appreciate that and i've been getting so much good feedback on the show yeah. uh we've been re- getting some i can tell that the audience for the show has started to attract just some real dedicated hardcore godzilla fans yes they love it and the, the enthusiasm also some really fun cr- comedy crossover fans like, yeah what a delight yeah yeah the, the audience that this has attracted is uh is so much fun and it's the the i love Love geeking out about this stuff, mm-hmm. and I could talk about it forever. I love talking about so Godzilla. Much, yeah, I love talking about these monsters and the extended kaiju universe. Yeah, which, uh, you know, I which look forward really to. Ex- yeah, we're gonna yeah. open it up. There's so much, man. I, I'm as big of a Godzilla fan as I am, and you are, Haley. Like, we are still constantly surprised by oh my god, new Godzilla lore, new Godzilla stuff we didn't know. I just learned it today, literally at the after the movie. That there was the Hanna Barbera Godzilla series from nineteen seventy nine. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Didn't know. I, I mean, I'd maybe seen it, and I thought it was like Denver the Dinosaur for some reason. <laughs> yeah, they did make him look like Denver the Dinosaur, but it's yeah. great. And then, like, yeah, because somebody brought up that it was that they had a pager. There was a pager to call him, yeah. in that, and that there might have been like a thought towards that with this like, film, yeah. like how they have the alpha call. Yeah, the orca. They <laughs> the, orca, it the orca. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. We're always we're learning. We're learning more and. Uh, and I think we're really finding our format. So thanks for finding it with us. Yes. We really appreciate you guys coming along for the ride. And we have tons more 
really awesome guests coming up. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening. Go see it, see it again. Make sure that we keep getting sequels. Let us know what you think because I think that Haley and I are pretty spot on, and and I think speaking on behalf of Godzilla fans, we're, we're genius. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was getting at. <laughs> but I, I really think that uh, that we are representative of, of uh, you know a significant chunk of godzilla fans mm-hmm. and i think that godzilla fans are gonna enjoy this and if we're wrong let us know but I, I don't think we are uh <laughs> and if we're right let us know too because i want to hear your comments and i love talking about yeah this uh, where can people follow us Haley? uh you guys make sure to follow us at zero underscore godzilla that is z-e-r-o not the number uh-huh and uh Haley, you oh, can, and I'm at Haley Mancini. Yeah, Haley yeah. Mancini, and I'm at, at Maddox Rules on Twitter. Uh, keep those comments, those voicemails coming. We really appreciate it. And believe it or not, just in the nick of time, we did get a J take this week. Here it is. Hey guys, this is uh, Jay Azrajani with my one minute review of the new uh, newest Godzilla movie. And whoa, that thing was amazing jeez i mean like you know there there were no miniatures or anything close to the movies i've been you know you guys have been telling me to watch but um man i you know i saw the 2014 one and you know honestly i wasn't the biggest fan of it but uh this one was uh it's just seemed like such an improvement um and it was just jam-packed with monster battles and you know from from the Godzilla films I've watched thanks to this podcast I know that's kind of like the the MO of Godzilla so uh, I was really happy to see that um and geez whoo um anyways yeah that was just a complete delight and um anyways it's, it's been a minute that's what my iPhone's saying so I guess uh I'll uh, talk to you guys later bye I've invited you here to discuss something that's very important.